Blog Talk Radio. It's time for Desert Island Games with me, JL76 Gaming, or John. Uh, with me tonight is a first for the Desert Island. It's a female guest who is known as Jamie, but you've got a YouTube name which I'm going to let you um, pronounce because I'm not sure how to pronounce it. What's your YouTube name? Shimeji. 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 Yeah. And Jamie is also part of, uh, well, quite recently became part of the I Got Gameplay podcast. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. So, I think you were telling me last night you've been doing this for, for four weeks? About four or five weeks, yeah, yeah, I think so. And how did you, you, you did briefly tell me this before we come on, but um, for the audience, um, how did you come to be on that show? Well, I, um, I of course, I have a Twitter, and I was posting on my Twitter about um, just random video games, and um, I think it was around the time of um, E3, and I posted something about Capcom, right. and um, Burhan got to me, and he was like, hey, so um, would you like to be on a radio show? As you and, do. <laughs> um, well, first I checked to see if everything was legit. <laughs> Of course. Because if someone contacts you on a on a website and just randomly says, "Hey, you want to be on a web you know, on a radio show?" You know, the yeah. first thing you do is make sure it's legit. And so I looked it up, and turns out everything checked out. And I was like, "Of course, I'd love to." And and that's kind of how it all came to be. So. <laughs> I hope you checked that I was legit as well. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> Mike, Mike put me on to you. Uh, last night because I was looking for a guest otherwise the show wouldn't go on so um, I thank you very much for stepping in last minute Hey, it's no problem, I understand And uh, this is it's brilliant because this 28 shows in and you're the first female we have on the show Woo! So it's a bit something a bit different <laughs> <laughs> Yeah So um, yeah, you, you, you were absolutely correct to, um, to check that uh, it was all legit because Mike, I um, haven't met him myself. He's a very dodgy character indeed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the self-proclaimed sexiest man on radio. Oh yes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think he once told me I was the second sexiest man on radio, so that's that was a compliment. <laughs> oh yes, it's quite an honour, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. <laughs> Some people might say I've got a face for radio. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, and that's just my mum. Um, <laughs> no, I'm only joking. So you've also got a YouTube channel that you've started recently. It's in its very, very early days, isn't it? Yeah, it's um, it's kind of in its infancy at this moment. Um, but I'm working on building it up. I'm still kind of um, I'm kind of nervous about posting videos. I don't know if people are going to like me. I don't know if they're going to like what I talk about or what I do. So I'm still at that stage where I'm I'm very nervous about what I put up. I'm very nervous about filming this in general. Yeah, yeah, it can be very daunting. Um, I mean, when I first started, I didn't even speak. I just I did gameplay videos, but put little captions on them. Um, and then eventually I discovered that nobody wanted to really watch gameplay videos where there's no commentary, so I started to speak. And you, you do build in confidence once you've done it for a little while. Right. Yeah. And then um, somebody asked me, um, a guy called Scott, um, who'd seen some of the videos, and invited me to be part of this retro online. And uh, that gives you that, that kind of thing. People, knowing that people can appreciate your content does give you confidence so once you've done it for a while and you get comments you will get a lot of confidence I hope so that's what I'm hoping for I'm, I'm uh, actually wanting to film a uh, a video here within a few days talking about uh, plot holes in the Resident Evil game series yeah um, and I was going to say I've listened to train of thought. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that's what I was going to say. Um, you're in a similar situation with me as far as editing is concerned. It's like you're wanted with um, Windows Movie Maker. Yeah. Yeah, I've been trying to get a hold of something something better for a while now, but it keeps something keeps standing in my way of getting this software. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think Windows Movie Maker uh, does a good enough job, really. Yeah, it does, a, it does a good job for me. I just, I can't really figure out how to work it because I started working with the um, the version for Windows Vista and okay. while Vista itself was god that was a horrible horrible like, system it um it had the best movie maker in my opinion and then I got Windows 7 and it was it was like trying to like learn Greek when you know English it was it's horrible I have no idea how to use it yeah um, so I'm looking at the your description on uh, YouTube or the things that's coming up, things that you're going to be doing. So I'm particularly interested in video rants. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to some angry rants. Um, I don't know what you're going to be ranting about, but it should be good. Oh, anything I can, really. <laughs> I, I'm very picky about movies and video games, and if I find something in a in a particular movie or video game that just doesn't set well with me, I just kind of go off. <laughs> <laughs> Have a mad rant. Oh, yes. Yeah. And something which would be interesting as well is you've seen you may be doing some dramatic readings of books and fan fiction. Yes. Do, do you get involved in writing fan fiction or anything yourself? Um, I do write some fan fiction, yes. I um only I, I can't seem to write a consistent story. I have to write like what's called a one shot, which is just like a one you know, like a one chapter thing. And they all have to be heartbreaking for some reason. I can do well with like really dramatic, heartbreaking scenes, but I can't do anything that's like consistent because I can't force myself to sit down and write out what's in my head because I'm too I'm too hyper. I have to be doing something constantly. 
Right, same as myself. Well, maybe not. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm quite the opposite. I, I just like to um, sit on the couch and lie there. <laughs> <laughs> just play games and uh, make videos. I don't mind. I usually have to sit around as well due to um, I actually have a, a health disability, so I have to sit around a lot due to my health. But um, I always have to be doing something with my hands. I have to be drawing or or making clay charms or sewing or doing something productive. Yeah, I was going to mention that um, charms. That's something you've um, you've done just now as well. You set yourself a shop for selling your charms. Yes, I did. Yeah, and how is that going? Um, I just opened it a few days ago, so I haven't made a sale yet. I have to try and promote it, naturally. But um, I'm opening up. There's a booth open for a cosplay yard sale this weekend around where I live. And so it's, I'm going to be selling my charms there along with some unneeded cosplay costume items. So I'm hoping that goes well. Cool. So, yeah, if you want to promote that, if you get anything, links or anything like that you want to Tell the audience, then feel free. Go ahead. Well, yeah, if you want to check out my Etsy shop, it's um, it should be the same as my YouTube name, actually, Shimeji Craft, on Etsy. So if anyone wants to go check that out, I've uploaded, I think I have like six items uploaded currently, so but I have a lot more to upload. Cool. So you're also into a bit of cosplay? Oh, yeah. Because I didn't even know what this was up until probably when I went to this um, play um, games festival we went to in May and there was a cosplay section. I, well, I read about it before I went on the website and I was like, I didn't even know what cosplay is. So it's <laughs> also short for costume play. Cos- well, costume, the cause is short for costume, obviously, yeah. Yeah. So what kind of costumes have you been... Have, have you kind of been wearing at these events? Is it event? Do you go to events for these? Oh yes, I go to um, I go to cons. I went to I went to two conventions this year, and I've got three more coming up before the year actually ends. Is it dressing up as video game characters or? You dress up as video game characters, book characters, movie characters, comic characters, or pretty much anything you want to dress up as. Or you can just go as yourself and look at the costumes and talk to the people, hang out, just kind of like just have fun, you know? And you get photo shoots and you go to what's called panels where like you you learn about the video games or learn about fandoms. You can watch um, animated music videos. You can actually watch anime and animated movies there, and you can play. Uh, they have tabletop games and video games, tournaments, and stuff like that, and costume contests, and sometimes they have skit contests as well, where you can um, like write a little a little skit, a little play that goes on for probably about one to three minutes, mm-hmm. and you perform it with your um, with your group in cosplay for that end to win a prize. Excellent. And have you won any prizes? I won with a group for a costume contest. We did the entire, we pretty much had the entire circus arc group from Kuroshitsuji or Black Butler. And we won first place in the uh, the novice and the beginners. So, I was going to ask, I'm naive when it comes to cosplay, as I said earlier on, I didn't even know what it was up until a few months ago. Is it, <laughs> is it mostly 
Is it mostly females that are doing it, or are men involved in this as well? Um, guys are involved. It's mostly, it's kind of, it's been mostly females, but there are more and more guys that are kind of coming out of the woodwork and, and trying their hand at it. I know several guys now who actually sew their own costumes, which is impressive. Like, they don't just make the armor, they sew the entire costume. Brilliant. Do you know, I could just imagine Burhan getting into the cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> he said he wants to do, I think it was um, palette swap link, like with the blue outfit. Right. And the brown pants. I'm like, you should do it. You should totally do it. So, I encourage anyone to get into it. It's fun. <laughs> Well, I could just up as um, Super Mario. Yeah, Super Mario is <laughs> awesome. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I don't think it's quite me. <laughs> <laughs> you, you would have to get me drunk first. <laughs> I have seen plenty of drunk people at cons. You would not be the first. <laughs> Brilliant. So, the idea of this um, show is uh, the title would... Um, explain Desert Island Games um, you're stranded on a desert island I'm basically taking it from an, uh, the idea from we've got a radio show over here in the UK that's been running for 60 or 70 years called uh, Desert Island Games uh, Desert Island Discs <laughs> and uh, it's on the BBC Radio 4 and celebrities get invited to pick 8 records they would take on a desert island and one book and one watch the item. So I'm just swapping the records around with games. Basically. Right. So, um that's why that's why it's specifically eight games because I'm just kind of following the same format. It's eight records, so eight, right. eight games. And uh, I also apologise in advance if um, I don't have a great knowledge on some of the games that you're picking. Um, that actually happens quite a lot. <laughs> oh, it's fine. I understand yeah. completely. Yeah. Um, but it's your games and it's your show, so I don't need to know about them, as long as you know about them. <laughs> Have you got eight games in mind? I do. Yes, you've got a little list. Um, yeah, I've got a whole list planned out here, so... <laughs> okay. So you, you happy to start, or start us off with the first one, then? All right, these are kind of in no particular order. Okay. But I think the first one I would bring is Sly Cooper for the PS2. Sly Cooper on the PS2. I've seen this for the PS3. I think I've not seen it for the PS2. It um, they re they rehashed it for the PS3. Yeah. And uh, this is it a kind of so I mean I've not played it but I'm aware of it so that's half the battle I suppose. Yeah, uh, but it's a uh, is it a kind of platform game then? Um, it's not a platform. It's more of a um, kind of a role playing game. You have uh. Sly and Bentley and uh, Murray. And your basically your goal is to go around and steal back the pages of the CVS Raccoonus, mm. which is the diary that was kind of like handed down from your ancestors, and it teaches all these thieving secrets. And it's been stolen by these five, like the seven villains, and you like they scratch it up and they tear it up, uh, tear it up, and they throw it across the world. And you have to go and retrieve these pieces and you know take down the villains as you go all while avoiding the cop, Carmelita Fox, that Sly Cooper is madly in love with. <laughs> so Sly Cooper and the Fifi's Raccoons, what, a, what yes. an awesome title. I'm just looking at the, the cover art, it's pretty cool as well. I've never... It's a really fun game. Yeah. It's, so it's by a, a developer 
uh, known as Sucker Punch Productions. Never, never even heard of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's obviously published by uh, Sony. Yes. Yeah. Um, and this came out two thousand and three. Yeah, so, I think so. Yeah. Is this a game that you've actually sat through and completed all the way? I have completed all of the original trilogy, the Sly Cooper, Sly Cooper 2, and Sly Cooper 3. I've completed all of those. The first one I've went through multiple times, as with the second and the third. I've completed these games multiple, multiple times. I love them so much. I actually, one day, I got bored and I sat down and I completed every single game, like all three of them in a matter of like eight hours. Really? I was I was just about to ask how long did it last, but that you can answer that question. So you played three games in eight hours? Yes. Wow. Did you did you actually is that just constant playing or did you have breaks? Oh no. If I'm gonna sit down and constant play something, I just I get me like a thing of Mountain Dew and some chips and I just sit there and go at it. Wow. <laughs> you must have been really bored that day. <laughs> I was bored, but I wasn't yeah. bored by the time I started playing. Yeah. So it's safe to say that you, you must know that game inside out. Oh, yeah. So, so that you'd be happy to sit in the island and play through, it, play through it all again? Oh, yes. I would be more than happy, just to, more than content just to sit there and play that all the time. Do you think it's one of those kind of games where you could play it again and again and find, find new stuff? I know where pretty much everything is, but I always enjoy, there's pretty much once you beat a level, you can kind of like go through and just run around and have fun in the level itself, um, especially in the second and the third one, and so I just run around and just annoy guards, and oh, there's one specific level, I think it's in two, where you can, where Carmelita's walking around, and I always, you can pick people's pockets, and so I'll pick her pocket, and I'll whack her upside the head and just run off, and it's like this cat and mouse chase. Right. A bit of comedy involved in. Oh yes, I always find comedy in games, no matter what kind of game they are. I always find comedy in it. Yeah, me too. I like a bit of comedy. <clears throat> yeah, so this would be this particular game. Well, I guess as you picked it, it's one of your games. It would be, but this is it, it, all the series. This would be a particular favorite then. Oh yes, Light Trooper yeah. is always a favorite. Yeah. Yeah, so I shall need to look that out. It's one I must admit. I mean, I go through a lot of um, charity shops and game shops, and it's I've never actually seen that on a shelf. It must be quite rare over here, perhaps. Ah. Never ever seen that on a shelf. That's I've, weird. I've seen it. Um, we go to like game stores and stuff all the time, and I'll always see copies of Sly Cooper over here. Uh, I don't know if it's maybe more popular over in the states than what it is here. It might be. Yeah. yeah. Mostly what we get on our charity shop shelves are um, FIFA football games and uh, Tiger Woods golf games. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In fact, I went to a, a shop called Cast Generators. Uh, I was in there on Sunday and almost every game they had was a sports title. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I actually like sports games, but that's a bit over the top. <laughs> I can imagine. Okay, so which shall we move on to your second game then? Alright, my second game is Bioshock. Ah, Bioshock. I, I have actually played that, surprisingly enough. <laughs> <laughs> Briefly. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are your memories of this game? What, what makes it kind of special to you? 
Uh, I I love Bioshock because it's such a um, I love the feel of it. I love the the art style. I I love the um, the 40s like the the 20s 30s 40s look. It's it's very Art Deco. Yeah. Um, I also like the the kind of horror aspect to it. I love it. I love the story. The story was fantastic. And it's just a really interesting game to me. I I really love it. So I was going to say, it's I was survival. Horror. It's not survival horror, is it? It's a first-person shooter. Yeah, it's kind of a first-person shooter, but it does take aspects from the survival horror. I would yeah. believe. It's been uh, been released for um, Windows, Xbox, 360, PlayStation 3. Um, yeah. OS X, whatever that is. <laughs> um, OS X would be Mac, I believe. Oh, is it? See, uh, this is this is your lack of knowledge from your host. <laughs> <laughs> well, my boyfriend has a Mac computer that I stay well away from because I have no idea how to use. So that's how I know anything about OS or OS X or whatever. <laughs> I love iPhones, iPads, whatever, but I've never, I've never really got on with Mac. Right, same here. To me, yeah. Macs are confusing. It was uh, one yeah. time that my computer was. My Windows was down completely, like it had a virus, and I was having to use his laptop and create another user, and he texts me on his break from work, and he's like, so, you know, what's going on? And I'm like, I'm fighting your laptop. I have no idea what it's doing. It keeps beeping at me and sassing me, and you shouldn't talk back. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things, if you've, been, if you've been kind of brought up with Windows, it's hard to convert to something else. Right. Yeah. That's the way I look at it. So, is it, is it PlayStation you would have had it for in this Bioshock? Yeah, yeah. I've, I have it for the uh, for the PlayStation. It's quite quite a long game. This one. It is. It's a, it's a long game. I've uh, this is one that I've I watched a walkthrough of it online before I actually played it because we um, we just got moved into our apartment I think two years ago and. We hit some rough times, so we couldn't buy video games. But since I can't work, I would watch video game walkthroughs online. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to watch Bioshock. And so I watched Bioshock, and I'm like, now I have to get Bioshock. And so I um, ended up getting it, like, for Christmas off of a gift card that someone got me. And I sat down once again for, like, eight hours and just played it. I didn't finish it, but I got, like, eight hours in, and I'm just sitting there addicted to this game. It's so awesome. I love it. Do you have a favorite comment, YouTube commentators on these things, or do you just train random guys? Um, my favorite YouTubers that do all these things, I like um, Cry on YouTube. He's a big favorite with a lot of people. I like the Rad Brad. Right. He does a lot of really cool things. But my favorite for like Resident Evil stuff, which is obviously not Bioshock, but my favorite for Resident Evil stuff is Mike Bettencourt. And he does walkthroughs without commentary, and it shows you where to get pretty much every single game, every single, like, thing. You can get serpent emblems and everything, and he'll show you where they are. I don't know how the hell he found 90% of these things. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's amazing that these guys, some of these guys, I mean, in my group of kind of YouTube friends, we all do gameplays, but most of ours kind of, views come from like doing vlogs and things like that. Anytime any of us do gameplays, we all get about ten or twenty views. Sometimes up to forty if we're lucky and but yeah, I, I see some of these bigger channels and they're like it's like 
half a million views on a gameplay. It's like, what what are they doing that's so different from what we're doing? Right. They must be really good at the game. Or find, as you say, they might be finding stuff you otherwise might not be able to find. Right. Um, I'm not sure. Some of them just yell and scream and try to make themselves funny, which isn't really funny. And I watch mine, if I watch a commentary, like someone who actually does commentary, I like them because they keep the watcher, the viewer, engaged. They talk about what they like about the game and... And maybe they'll talk about things like, I don't, I don't really like this. You know, I'm seeing some clipping texture issues or, you know, the gameplay is a little wonky, but this is what's happening in the story. And, you know, some jokes along the way is fine, as long as it doesn't actually take away from the gameplay itself. Yeah. I used to watch a guy called um, Gaming Decap. don't know if you've heard of him. No, I haven't. Yeah. He's uh, also a guy over in America where all the big kind of YouTube guys are. <laughs> there seems to be... And I, I thought he was really funny, and I watched him for about six months to a year, and then all of a sudden it was just like, all he's on about is like, or oh, donate to this, to donate to me so I can buy better equipment, and it's like almost cyber begging. He's, he's, he's putting out a lot of good content, don't get me wrong, but he's asking people that are watching, like, watching it to basically fund him. And I'm like, ah, oh dear. Uh, I'm not, that's not, I don't want to YouTube. So I can fund a guy to put. I, I would rather find somebody that's just doing it for because they want to have fun, not for some guy to try to make money out of it. Right, that's the yeah. same here. You know, if uh, if a YouTuber isn't you know really doing it just because of they're having fun, if they're doing it for the money, then that's just I don't know. That doesn't sit right with me. A guy I like to watch now. I mean, I watch mostly smaller channels now, like in this kind of retro community, but I do like the occasional bigger channel, and one of the ones I watch is um, a guy called Vintage Beef. Um, does a lot of... I'm a, my favourite genre of game is racing games. You probably racing games are crap, but um, this guy does a lot of racing games, and he does like Grand Theft Auto 5 and stuff, and he's just got really down to earth. Is that a police siren? <laughs> <laughs> Just because I was talking about Grand Theft Auto and the police sirens came on. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So this guy is really uh, down to earth and I find his commentary is engaging. So, yeah. But mostly like the smaller channels myself. I don't blame you there. Or as little guys need to stick together. I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Bioshock. I think that's been picked before. I say this. Every single week, I need to keep a database of what game what games people pick, <laughs> <laughs> um, so we can say, ah, yeah, episode episode three, um, you know, Zach Latour picked Bioshock or whatever, you know, <laughs> and I can cross reference it, but yeah, I'm too lazy to do all that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we move on to number three then. then. All right, number three, I have to pick Resident Evil 4. Cool. Now, this is definitely a survivor horror. Oh, yes. <laughs> so is this uh, a game you'd play with the lights off or the lights on? Oh, both. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> We've had that debate on uh, YouTube before. Hot survival horror games, lights on or lights off? <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, it was like um, actually, I played Dead Space Two with the lights off before. It wasn't my best choice. But <laughs> I keep um playing Dead Space Two as a trip. Every time I get scared, I accidentally pause the game because I jump and I hit the pause button. Oh, yeah. I I used to play a game. Even a, not even a scary game particularly. I used to play um Unreal Unreal Tournament years ago. Um have the lights off and I'd have a big headset on and because you get headset on you can hear like the footsteps going from behind you and things like that. It's, it's kind of scary. Oh <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't advise it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, Resident Evil 4, so obviously there's a few Resident Evil games, so why number 4? Um, I believe that number four was one of the best Resident Evil games. It, it had that survival horror that it had the feel that I think that some of the games have lost recently. You know, you had the only one of the only bad things about four was the fact that it was an escort mission and that Ashley couldn't do anything to protect herself. Mm. That was so annoying. I have never experienced like when I told her to hide in a bin. And she, you know, she sat there, and I was fighting people, and I accidentally pressed the whistle button, so you whistled for her to come out and come to you, and I had, like, 20 zombies around me. Well, in fact, uh, actually, I had 20 Las Plagas infected around me, and I accidentally hit the whistle button, and all my, my boyfriend's, like, in the back room, and all he hears is, like, incoherent, like, cursing at the TV <laughs> and screaming, because I'm like, no, I didn't call you, go back. <laughs> If only if only they had voice controls, you could have told her to go back. I know. <laughs> I think that all video games could have voice control, but then my characters would be really mad at me because I scream at them all the time. Yeah, you're you're not very nice to me screaming at me all the time <laughs> and cussing. <laughs> yeah, I just I just uh, I, I get a little angry. I, I think that they should be smarter than that, and so I'm like, no. You're an idiot, stop. What format did you have this one on? This one, I have the Wii version, which isn't the greatest version, but it's the one I have, so it works for now. (laughs) Yeah, um, so have you put a lot of hours into this game then? a lot of hours into this one. Um, once again, I watched a walkthrough online first, and then I ended up getting it later. But I, I'm pretty much, I think I'm like halfway through the game at this point, and um, I, I enjoy playing it. But I've stopped currently because I'm almost to the castle, which means I'm about to get Ashley back, and I don't want her back. Right. I've been doing just fine without the escort mission thing going on, and now I'm about to get her back. And I'm like, I'll just playing for a little while. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you have to have a, a break and just move on to something else. Right. So what would you say is um, your your favourite console um, over, over the last, maybe, over the kind of last couple of generations, let's say, what would you say your favourite console is? I still gotta stick with PlayStation. I gotta say that like PlayStation Three is one of my favorite consoles. There's a lot of different types of games out there for it, and you know it's it's there's a lot of a lot of good games out there for PlayStation Three. But I do want an Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty at some point. Mm. 
an Xbox 360, but not an Xbox One. Ah, uh, no. Yeah, yeah I'd, I've I've always been a bit of a Sony PlayStation fanboy myself. Um, I've had, I currently, I probably own every PlayStation at the moment, apart from the original PlayStation 1, which I will get <laughs> just to complete the collection. Um, but I did kind of um, get an Xbox 360, which was kind of cheating on the PlayStation. <laughs> but <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I love my Xbox 360. I have to say, I, I don't think I'm, I don't think I'll be getting an Xbox One. But too expensive for a start. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. PlayStation's for me all the way. Do you, do you have any, any kind of, do you have a handheld PS PlayStation? Um, I used to have the PSP, but I didn't really use it, so I kind of got rid of it. Yeah, I, I got rid of my PSP about four years ago, and um, I I got one back last year, and I've discovered how to emulate on it, and it's been the best best thing I've ever done. Setting up emulation on it is brilliant. Oh, I bet that would be really cool. It's awesome. I was, I, I did get frustrated over the weekend. Though. I was trying to, um, I was trying to install a one called uh, Atari 800 PSP, uh-huh. and it's like an Atari 8-bit range. And it, the program is, it's on the PSP, and it's all good to go. But when I press the button, it won't load up. No. Oh, no. Yeah, and Atari, my first home computer was an Atari XP computer, so I was wanting to play it for nostalgic reasons, but I just couldn't get it to upload. But, oh no! Yeah, but uh, yeah, the emulation is just awesome on the, on the PSP. I would highly recommend it if you want to play some older games. Yeah, um, I have heard that like the emulation is really good. I think if I got PSP, that would that would be. I think I'd enjoy PSP simply because of the uh, the game Corpse Party. Yeah. I would love to get that game. The a horror game, but it's so good. I love the story to it. I'm 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 one of those people that's kind of if I play a game, it's got to have a lot of story in it. Yeah. So. One of the guys I watched on YouTube, uh, Steve Benway, was um, his opinion on the PSP is he he prefers the Nintendo uh, Game Boy Advance basically because a lot of the PSP games are. To have too much story and too much to them for a handheld, right? And um, which is kind of opposite of what you said. Are you kind of like getting involved in a story? Um, but I can I understand where he's coming from because if you're just making like short journeys, for example, I've got a I've got a fifty minute commute to work, um, there and back. So I, I guess I would probably prefer quicker games myself, but. Right. Plenty of, plenty of time to sit and play in a house, I suppose. Yeah, it's um, I would, I would, I can understand what you're saying. You know, mm-hmm. You'd rather have something where you actually have something to do rather than sitting here and trying to comprehend all these cutscenes going on and reading the story. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I, I like collecting. Don't get me wrong. I know I'm saying the emulation on the PSP, PSP is brilliant, but a lot of these games, especially older games, you're you're never going to get the opportunity to go out and buy them all. So I think in that respect, it can work. Yeah, totally. Are you a bit of a collector yourself? Um, 
Not yet. You know, like I said, we just we are just now getting like the apartment set up and even after like two years we're just now getting the apartment set up and hmm. we're just now kind of getting things kind of settled. And once we get that settled then we we I think me and my boyfriend will both start kind of hoarding and collecting our own special games. Is your boyfriend a keen gamer as well, Ryan? He is. He likes games. Um, though he, he has a habit of um, he dies and then he hands the controller to me and he's like, I'm done. <laughs> no patience, basically. Yeah, no patience, but he, he gets better. He's um, he's getting better. <laughs> I think it's because he learns that if he hands the controller to me, he's not going to get back for hours. <laughs> well, I'm sure this happened off watching you play it. He, he has a lot of fun watching me play, um, simply because I... Well, I take the game very seriously. I make jokes as I go, and I make really stupid decisions in video games. <laughs> I do that in real life. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do it in real life, too, but I think one of the worst choices I've ever made was I was playing Resident Evil 6, and there's a place, like, it's an underground facility, and you, as Leon Kennedy, and your partner, Helena, are in it. And you're, like, trapped in there, and you have to throw these switches to get the power to open up the other gate so you can leave. Well, I walk up to this power transformer, like the little power box, and I have this great idea. If I shoot the power box, Mm -hmm. the door will open. And so Leon and and Helena are standing like two to three feet away from this power box when I shoot it, and it electrocutes both of us. (laughs) Oh, dear. And my boyfriend is like, why did you do that? And I'm laughing. And I'm like, because I thought it would open the door. Oh, that, I like that. You're thinking outside the box. <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> I like those, um, I like games where they've got a puzzle element to them. Right. Yeah. But, I, I'm not too good at puzzles, but I like the little puzzle element myself. It, it gives me something to do, but I've, I also am pretty bad at puzzles, so. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I like I like puzzles and I like trying to work them out, but ultimately I usually just cheat. <laughs> <laughs> I, there was at least two puzzles in Resident Evil Four that I had to look up how someone do, did it. I was like, I can't, I can't do this. There is literally there was one puzzle where there was literally no instruction on how to solve it. You were just supposed to know. There was no note know nothing on how to solve this puzzle. You were just supposed to naturally know how to solve it. And I'm like, um, I have no idea how to do this. <laughs> yeah, that, that's um, designed for cheating. <laughs> so you're not a fan of the kind of Professor Layton games then? I love the Professor Layton games, but I haven't had a chance to actually play any simply because they are puzzle games, and I'm like, I'm not sure if I should actually play this, because I, I might have a stroke or something. <laughs> that's my that's my wife's favourite series of games, Professor Layton's. Oh, really? Um, but she usually just says, oh, John, I can't do this, can you do it? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, um, I'm not really a Nintendo um, DS user, I don't even know how to work it, but I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> We'll just see how far this goes. Yeah. Usually I do. Usually I work, work out um, for her. Um, That's good, at least. Yeah. I, I just say to her, why bother having it if you just get me to do it for you? You're supposed to do it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you can only try something so many times before you get frustrated. 
and go, here, you do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite entertaining and uh, watch my uh, wife play games. <laughs> she gets really mad and frustrated. Like, so actually go like, you know, she makes those kind of noises. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, I forget what game we're up to. Is it number four now? Yes, number four. What's number four? Number four is just kind of a fun game. There's no real story to it, but I like playing Poké Park for the Wii. You get to play as Pikachu, and you run around and meet these other Pokémon, and you can battle with them and run around and just be a Pikachu. <laughs> just be a Pikachu. Just be a Pikachu, <laughs> and I run around and electro electrobolt everything, and I headbutt everything, and it's it's great. I can sit there for hours and just run around and do Pikachu things. There's no story, no really anything to do, but I just I'm a Pikachu. Yeah, just and that's what matters. Just go about your Pikachu business. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. I don't. That's a random else. Do you watch um, Family Guy at all? Yes, I do. I don't know why that's a random of it, but it's, there's a bit. There's a, a part in Family Guy where he's uh, Peter's getting hooked on uh, Red Bull. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. And uh, he, he pours it all, he pours it all, or was it Lois, Lois pours it all out the window in a flower bed, and the flower gets up and walks and runs off. And yes. he, he hijacks a taxi, he goes, get out of the car, official flower business. <laughs> <laughs> that just appeals to my sense of humour, friends like that. So, so you're going about your official Pikachu business? Yes, I do go about my official Pikachu business. <laughs> so... If you were a Pikachu, what would you be called? I'd be called... Huh. Well, I would hope that no one called me Bumblebee, because I look like a Bumblebee. That would be unfortunate. I... Ah. Uh, I think I think that Chewy. Chewy would be cool. Chewy the Pikachu. Chewy the Pikachu? Yes. <laughs> Chewy... I hope that... Is that not short for Chewbacca? Yeah, I think so actually, but I would I would I would I would make it my my own. I would I would be Chewy the Pikachu and then I'd be like Chewy Chew and Electrobolt everything. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah, I just can I just run that question on you there, I just thought of it and I thought that's a good question to ask. <laughs> <laughs> so that's I would imagine if you're stuck on a desert island you that's just something you could sit down at a tree and just get yourself lost in that being a Pikachu. I could. I, I could just play for hours because there's a whole bunch of mini-games and so you get to beat each mini-game as each Pokemon that you find and I get a little obsessive and I have to find every Pokemon and I have to befriend every Pokemon and then I have to beat every challenge every Pokemon. I get a little obsessive. <laughs> yeah. Talking about the island, um, I, I usually ask on my guest this, if, if I remember to ask them that is, um, if you were on this desert island, how do you think you would be quite resourceful? Do you think you would survive? Oh God, no. no. You wouldn't be, you're not the type, the kind of Robson Crusoe type? Then? No, no, no. I, I'm, I'm the type, you stick me outside and the first thing I look or do is I look up and I'm like, it's hot, there's bugs out here, I got mosquito bites, can I go in? I, like I would die <laughs> I am not going to even ask like oh yeah I would survive oh you know uh uh-uh, uh I would die I, I think I would be the same to be to be honest I'm I'm <laughs> the 
I've never really, I've never went camping or anything like that in my life, so I would have no idea. Right, my oh my boyfriend. I think my boyfriend would be okay though, because he used to live in Arizona, and so he he would go camping and and he knows how to do all this stuff. And he's like, we should go camping, and I'm like, that's fine. You can go camping. I'll get a hotel room, and I'll make s'mores in the microwave. That is as far camping as I get. Yeah, I'm not too sure if there's a hotel on the island or not. Probably not. Oh, <laughs> <Aww>, that's unfortunate. <laughs> you could get your boyfriend to build one. Yes, yeah. I'll make him build me one. Yeah. Then you can run your own hotel, but there wouldn't be any guests. <laughs> because, unless, well, unless somebody else gets themselves stranded. Right, then I could force them to pay for a room, and then I can buy any stuff. Well, suppose there's 27 people before you. They might stop on island. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so shall we move on to game number five? Game number five has got to be my favorite game, like, ever. And that is Amnesia the Dark Descent. And <laughs> Amnesia the Dark Descent? Yes. So this is one you're going to have to educate me on because I've not... I'm not aware of this game. Amnesia the Dark Descent is an indie horror game created by Frictional Games. It's one of the... They're the same... Excuse me. They're the same people who made Penumbra the Black Plague. Basically what they did was they take survival horror to a whole new level. You can't fight. You can't do anything to defend yourself. All you can do is hide, survive, and you have to keep track of your sanity. If you stay in the dark for too long, hiding from the monsters, your sanity will drop. If you look at the monsters for too long, your sanity will drop. However, if you stay in the light for too long, the monsters can easily find you. Mm. That sounds like quite a clever idea for a game. It is. I really love it, and I recommend anyone to check it out. I've, I've watched like four different people play this game online, and I've watched playthroughs of it at least over ten times. I finally got a chance to play the game myself, and I speed ran the game in anywhere between six to eight hours. Wow. It was fantastic. I love the game so much, and it's very environmental. If you're wearing your headphones, which is highly recommended for this game, you can hear the wind blowing in the background. You can hear footsteps above you. You can hear Daniel, the main character, talking to himself. You hear bugs crawling on the floor, and you hear just little whispers of Daniel's past, because what happens is, is he wakes up with, of course, amnesia, yeah. and he finds a note from himself telling him to go to the inner sanctum and kill Alexander von Brennenberg, who is the kind of like the owner of the castle. Right. Upon going down to the inner sanctum, you find out all these horrible things that Alexander made you do in order to redeem yourself after you found an ancient artifact in Algeria and something called the Shadow was hunting you. And it basically killed everyone in its wake. And now it's coming for you. And Daniel, being scared, went to Alexander von Brennenberg, who said he could help. But Alexander only wanted the power for himself. Mm. So he made Daniel do all these horrible things to try and lure the Shadow to him. And Daniel found out, couldn't live with what he, he had done, wrote himself a note, took the amnesia potion, and woke up to find these new instructions to go kill Alexander. That is really quite a clever plot. 
I love it. It's yeah. really awesome. I, I recommend anyone play it. And they normally have it on um, on Steam for anywhere between like five and ten bucks. That's pretty good. I'm sure some of our listeners will will have played it. Um, I know there's a few keen PC gamers. Um, oh yeah. Um, that's I think I've discovered why I've not heard of the game because it is obviously PC and uh, Mac. Um, I don't. I'm not a big PC gamer. I used to be a lot of years ago when it was MS DOS. Uh huh. But since it's kind of more modern than things, I just I can't be bored with the hassle. I just like to stick my game on a console and play. You know. <laughs> Right, I understand. Um, I don't have a PC myself. I went over at a friend's house. I'm hoping to get a PC soon because I really like all the independent horror games that come out. Yeah. And so I'd love to be able to play those for myself. But right now, it's like there's a just to get a tower, like a PC tower, it's like 500 bucks to be able to play whatever you want to. And I'm like, I can't afford that. Yeah, totally. I mean, don't get me wrong. Obviously, the PC, if you get a good game PC, the graphics probably better than like PS4 and things like that so yeah I can I can understand people that prefer PC gaming because it's better graphics but I'm not too bored I just use my PC for making videos and um, going to Skype <laughs> and doing <laughs> it um, and using it on Facebook oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's yeah that's an interesting choice so, I might have to look up some videos of that on YouTube and have a look. They uh, published by uh, THQ in North America. Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah. Which the box art for it is hilariously wrong to the entire game. There is nothing about the box art that actually looks like amnesia. Yeah, what's that? It's a bit strange. I'm looking at it just now. It's just a uh, like a, a rose, is it? And the 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 rose is um, is okay, but there was like one box art from the THQ where they put it in stores. You can find it at a store over here called Staples, which is like office supplies and stuff. Yeah. And they, the monster looks like a almost like a duck, and like the guy is wearing a hoodie and modern clothes when this game is set in 1839. Oh. Right. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's. Very Victorian. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think the person that designed art actually played the game? <laughs> I don't think so. No. <laughs> no relation to what's in the game. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think they know really. Have you played the? There's a downloadable content for it called uh, Justine. Have you played that? I haven't played it per se, but I've seen a lot of walkthroughs of it, and that one's really interesting as well. Um, Justine. You wake up, you don't know who you are at first, and you wake up and you start hearing, you find these little megaphones, or um, uh, phones, sorry, and they tell you, like, you know, this is what you do, this is what's going on, and you start finding, like, these three people who you can save or kill, and whether or not you save or kill them depends which ending you get. Yeah. But it's like amnesia. Amnesia itself has three endings, well, four, technically. Justine has, I think, two or three. And as the farther you go, you find out that you are Justine, and you set up these tests to define whether or not you still have your humanity. Yeah. And at the end of it, whether or not you killed the people or saved them, 
you obviously it obviously changes whether or not she finds out if she has humanity or whether she says that all hope is lost. Right. Yeah, pretty cool. So that's that, when that came out uh, about four years ago. They get yeah. not just. Um, I'm not sure when Justine came out, but the Amnesia itself came out in uh, 2010. Yes. Yeah. Cool. So what we're up to now? Number that was number five, was it? Yes. So three more games to go. Uh, what's number six? Number six is To the Moon. It's another independent game created by Freebird Games, I think. And this one's actually not an independent horror or anything. It's really sad. It's um, very sad, very sweet. It's um, more of a side-scroller game, kind of like a pixelated... It's made an RPG maker. Mm-hmm. But it's such a good game and such a good story. You, um, It starts off, you have... You're working as these two characters, and they run a business where basically if someone's dying and they haven't completed their lifelong wish you go into their memories and you make them remember like they have completed that wish so they can pass on peacefully. And you go back to this guy's memory and his want is to go to the moon. Going back through his memory, he says, I don't know why I wanted to go to the moon, but I just want to. And they have to figure out why he wants to go. So you go back through his memory, starting from his, um, his, you know, being elderly back all the way down to his childhood and you find out everything that happened like the tragic story of what happened between him and his wife River and also what happened in his childhood that was just it was so sad but it's such a sweet story and it's told so well I I really recommend it to anyone but you will cry I'm just warning you right there you will cry I watched this gameplay and I cried five times (laughs) I I must admit I've I but I'm not the kind of guy that cries at stuff right but I, I have to admit I I wasn't I was close to tears while I was playing um, Red Dead Redemption I don't know if you've ever played that game I've heard of it yeah yeah and uh, you know without spoiling it um try not to spoil it um yeah what happens at the end you know it's what they did. What the hell with that? I'm going to spoil it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the main character, and this is quite unusual for a, for a game, the, the main character gets um, killed at the end. Oh, no. Yeah. I, sorry for spo- spoilers. I, di- I did say spoiler earlier at the start. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that's quite unusual for a for the game to do that. Cause right. Because you think, well, if they kill off the character, then how can they Because obviously it's an open world sandbox game so they kill off the character then how did they take it from there but uh, right. um, I'll leave that um, bit to the imagination but the, you can carry on a game uh, but um, I've spoiled it enough for people that may want to that not it <laughs> but it doesn't end just because your your character dies it doesn't, it doesn't mean to say the game ends so that's all right. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Moon, it, was, it made me cry everyone who's played it has cried because it's so emotional. It's about, you know, River has autism and so it's about them battling, you know, having to figure out that she was diagnosed at such a late age that she couldn't really get help for it. And so John, the character who you're trying to help, you go back to his memories of dealing with that and you go back to his memories of 
trying to, you know, get her just to pay attention and just to kind of like link with him on, on a level that he could understand. Yeah. Going back further, you find out something happened in his family. I'm not spoiling that because that was the shock out of the entire game. Yeah. You find out something happened in his family, and it's just, uh And at one point in the game, you figure out that River is the reason that he wanted to go to the moon. Because she said, if we ever get lost, if we ever get separated, let's meet on the moon. And so you figure out that that's why he wants to go to the moon, because he wants to see River again. Uh. So Eva, the girl who's your partner, you play interchangeably as Eva and um, the guy whose name I can't remember. And Eva decides, I have to make him forget River. Otherwise, he'll never want to go to the room, the moon. I have to make it to where he forgets his entire life with her. I have to make it to where he thinks he lost her. Yeah. And the guy freaks out. He's like, you can't do this. Mm-hmm. You can't do this. And so you have this whole scene to a beautiful song called Everything's All Right by Laura Shigihara, yeah. where you watch every single memory you've collected with him and River being replaced by him and his best friend. Yeah. And it was, I was crying. It was horrible. You're almost, you're almost away again, aren't you? <laughs> it was, oh, it was horrible. I was, yeah. That game is so emotional. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I can understand now, having heard that story, how, why, you, why you like a good story in a game, because that's, uh, that's an awesome story. It is, and it was it was so interesting. And then at the end, it was it all came together to see one of it. And they're working on a sequel, um, and I'm really excited for that to come out. Yeah. Get get the tissues that are ready for the part two. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's amazing to think that something that that sounds such a great story and and sounds so well made is is done by an indie company. You know, because we don't. Obviously, get uh, as big a budget as the uh, as the big guys. Right. Yeah, they must. Uh, for, for, I mean, obviously, I've not seen the games. I, I take it graphically, it's quite nice as well. It's a um, it's kind of a pixelated it's a pixelated style game, yeah. and so it looks kind of like the old uh, well, like the, the the old Pokemon games. Yeah. You have little sprites, and you uh, walk around this pixelated world, but the art style is still beautiful. And they put a lot of time into the art style itself and in the music. The music is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I like music in video games. I'm going. To, this is another one I need to look up on YouTube to um, to get an idea because um, it it sounds really awesome. To that's kind of gameplay I might want to watch. It's it's really awesome. I, I recommend it to anyone who doesn't mind crying, of course. <laughs> yeah, I was almost. Um, I, I, I swear I'm not an emotional guy, honestly, but I was almost crying today at, at work. <laughs> oh no! Um, I need to be careful here because I'm not allowed to talk about my work. But um, well, to put it. Um, I need to read up on a lot of notes um, because I process people's pension. Uh-huh. Uh, so this is a this is a pension that was been claimed by uh, a girl that was um, badly injured in a road crash. Oh no! Uh, three years ago, and um, she 
was pretty much she was in a coma for quite a number of months, and uh, she's out of the coma now, but she's kind of kind of vegetable, what's that word? A vegetable state. I don't I don't know the word, but she's she's not really. She can't engage with people, and she gets fed through a tube and things like that. Now, and basically, in order to get this money, uh, her mum, who's the power of attorney, had to write this kind of five-page statement. And it was reading through this statement that nearly got me going. It was serious defence. She was saying, like, um, the, her and uh, her husband are splitting up, you know, due to, due to the stress of it all. And, uh, oh, no. Her young, young, uh, the, the girl's younger brother is uh, kind of went off the rails and get done for drink driving and, oh, and said the girl had just bought this uh, dog a few weeks beforehand and uh, <laughs> this is a horrible story isn't it uh, and uh, <laughs> they've taken the dog to visit her to try and kind of see if it wraps anything off but there's, uh, it wasn't really uh, that wasn't really working and uh, the woman was just saying things like the thought of never being able to have a conversation with my daughter again uh, it's just heartbreaking. At that point, I just said, "No, I have to stop reading it now." <laughs> was no, no. Go. <laughs> because there was another one and a half pages still to go. I tried to think what was now what was never one and a half page. <laughs> I shouldn't, I shouldn't really be reading notes anyway. It's not my job to know the ins and outs of it. But they put the notes in with it. You see, so <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> see, you, know, you tend to read them. But, um, yeah. So that's you know, you're talking about. This game being emotional, it reminded me. That's why I said earlier on to you, it's a hard day in work. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's uh, a bit of move on. <laughs> uh, to game number seven. Game number seven is the number of the Black Plague, which was also made by Frictional Games, the same people who did Amnesia: The Dark Descent, and it kind of runs along the same premise, but it came before Amnesia. Um, it's once again the uh, the survival horror where, but in this one you can't actually fight back. Only it doesn't usually work too well. Your best bet is to hide. <laughs> yeah, a lot of your games seem seem to involve hiding. Hiding, I've noticed. <laughs> yeah, it seems that a lot of games um, recently have taken a lot from Amnesia: The Dark Descent because it was so popular. At least recently. Yeah. Uh, I've just had a comment from uh, one of our regular listeners and previous guest, um, Chris, who's also known as Novabug. Uh, he's saying he's uh, just tuned in and uh, he's going to check your channel out because you sound really cool. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, what was the, num- the name of that game again? I'm trying to find it on Wikipedia. Number of the Dark Penumbra the Black Plague. Or the Dark Plague. Yes. It was also made by Frictional Games. Right. So is this a kind of role-playing game as well? It's uh, more of a survival horror. You play as Philip, and you're going to try and find your dad in this ungodly snowstorm in Greenland, I believe. Yeah. And... So you're going to find your dad, and you find out all these, like, experiments that happened underground, and you have to fight these god-awful, like, demon devil dogs that remind that will remind anyone of Resident Evil. 
just like the dogs rather than evil. Just put those in Penumbra, and the only thing you can do is you can get like a crowbar and whack them in the head and pray that you hit them, or you can take beef jerky, throw it, and pray that they go after it. Yeah, I would go for the crowbar option. Uh, it doesn't work very well. <laughs> it does not work very well. So did did you say this was a PC as well? Yes, this yeah. is PC as well. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I'm learning a lot of uh, new games here. It's making me think maybe I should get a, start playing PC games. <laughs> There's a lot of good ones out there. You you especially can find some really good, like I uh, said, the independent games are the ones that I mainly look at because those are the ones that are really, really good. Yeah. One of my friends, um, from, not from YouTube, but from real life, if you like. I don't like that phrase, real life, but you know what I mean? <laughs> One of my friends uh, I had about with, um, he's big into playing Steam games. He said, he said he's got a wish list of hundreds of games and he waits for them to come down in price, you know, and, and the sales and specials, and he just buys a few at a time. He just plays through them. <laughs> That's the way to do it. Yeah. I, I, a lot of these games... Well, not a lot, but some of these games appear on like um, PlayStation Network and Pins as well, so that's where I'll maybe come across them. Yeah, they have they have been releasing um, some for the uh, PlayStation Network, as you said recently, yeah. and that's making me really happy because that means that more people will be able to play them and they'll be able to appreciate these really awesome games. Yeah, and quite often some of these indie games get given away as part of uh, your PlayStation Plus membership. Right. A lot of the games like I've got in the PlayStation 4 so far have all been kind of free ones on the PlayStation Network. Uh, things like, um, oh, what's that one called? There's a really scary one that's on the PlayStation 4. It's called... Um, Outlast? Outlast, yeah. Oh, I've watched a playthrough of Outlast. That is yeah. insane. Yeah, <laughs> pretty scary stuff. So, have you anything else to add to that game in um, there's uh, there was Penumbra and there's Penumbra the Black Plague and there was another Penumbra game that it was a three series a three in a series but it um the third one didn't really get much recognition and I don't know why maybe it wasn't as good as the others but the first two were pretty cool yeah cool um so I think we're already on to game number eight Game number eight is a game that updates actually tomorrow, and that is another PC game, episodic game by Telltale Games, The Wolf Among Us. Ah, right. I, I, I really like Telltale Games. I'm a big fan of the Walking Dead ones. Oh, yeah, I love the yeah. Walking Dead ones as well. Yeah. And also they, they, they um, brought Monkey Island back from the, the dead as well, which is uh, yeah. my favorite series. The Wolf of Monas, uh, obviously, yeah, I've I've heard of this game, I've seen it, but I've not actually played it. Um, I should play it because I do like Telltale games. It's really good, and it's based off of a fantastic comic series called Fables. If you like comics, but you don't want just the superhero type thing, I would check out Fables. It's really awesome. It is a bit mature, so you know it's not for young kids or anything. It's not like oh, a comic. It's it's more of an adult graphic novel in a comic form. But it's really awesome. I've read like nineteen volumes of it so 
so far because that's all I can find online. But it's really awesome, and Wolf of Argos just captures the characters really well. Cool. So, so, I was going to say the Wolf of Argos, you're saying it's, there's a new update coming out tomorrow then? Yes, uh, yeah. the season finale is coming up tomorrow, Cry Wolf. I am so excited, I can't wait. <laughs> is it, are you going to sit up and wait for it to come to, to come on to the store then? On the Steam? Oh, I wish I could. I, I, I usually, I watch other people play it because I don't have a PC. It won't run on my computer. And so I'm like, no, I have to wait at least like three days, usually about three days for the entire series to be uploaded. And I'm dying for those three days. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another one that Telltale Games does is um, Back to the Future. I haven't yeah. seen that one yet. Yeah, I've I've played a demo of it on uh, iPad, and I think I had a demo of it on PS3 as well. And I'm kicking myself because I've seen the the full five parter. It was in one of my local shop. It was in a CEX shop, uh, local to me in Glasgow, and it was like ten pound. And I thought to myself, I've got ten pound just now, but can I justify buying it? Maybe I'll have a think about it and go back tomorrow if I want to buy it. And then went back tomorrow and it was gone. Oh no! <laughs> uh, I think. Yeah, I mean, Telltale Games being brilliant and Back to the Future being one of my favourite films of all time, I know I would have loved it. And point, kind of point and click adventure kind of games are my favourite genre as well. Right, they're they're really interesting. I thought they would be kind of boring, but I, I started watching someone play The Wolf Among Us and I just got sucked into it. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I can't wait for all of this to come out. I'm really hoping that it doesn't end with just one season because right now, without any spoilers, I'm not sure how they're going to wrap up season one of The Wolf Among Us like this. It, there's too much going on currently. Yeah. I mean, they they gave us season two of The Walking Dead. Maybe they'll give us season two of The was, Wolf Among Us as well. I was going to say, yeah, I was just about to say that. They're on a season two of Walking Dead. And I've, I've actually got all five of the first season, and I've got the first episode of the second season. And oh, wow. But I've only actually got up to the second part, <laughs> as in playing it. <laughs> it's just finding the time. Right. I've decided what I want to do is maybe go back to the start of it and do a game, do a, a, a walkthrough series on it. Okay, from the start. Cool. Yeah. Get, um, I've started doing um, Monkey Island from the start on my channel. Uh, I'm wanting Monkey Island too. So I think I'm going to get all the Monkey Island ones out of the way first and then I'm going to start on The Walking Dead. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah. The thing about these games is, uh, I don't, I wouldn't say it's a complaint because the games are awesome, but a lot of people are of, of the opinion that they're more kind of interactive stories than games. Yeah. I don't know, obviously, about the Wolf of Monus because I've not played it, but I'd imagine it being a similar kind of setup. I don't see any problem. I, I think. I think it all works. I think it all works out well. Yes, yeah. So, so do I. But I've, I have had people saying to me that they think it's more of an interactive story. Which, but I mean, I suppose you could say a lot of video games these days are like that anyway. You know. Yeah, I, I think that definitely the Wolf Among Us and The Walking Dead are are kind of the interactive story. But as the further it goes in, you have a lot more options to make your own choices. Yeah. And 
that's that's really what it's about is what choices would you make or what choices if you know the characters from Fable, what characters do you think what choice do you think that Big V Wolf would make in this situation? Yeah. I mean there's there's a lot of um, hard puzzles in The Walking Dead. I mean I was stuck at a bit for quite a while. Um there was a I think it's a bit where have you played The Walking Dead game yet? I've I've yeah. watched a, I've What's watched it? a walker, yeah. There's a bit um that you're you're in you're barricaded inside like a is like a like a chemist sort of thing, isn't it? You're and um but you can see there's a guy outside, he's obviously been killed or he's turned the shirt in as all he's been killed, but you can see that he's got a set of some sort of it's like a card a swipe card or a set of keys or something on him. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's obviously you can I worked out eventually that you had to get a remote control for the television store across the road. Yeah, yeah, you have to get the television remote control. Yeah, but I couldn't find where where it was. (laughs) You had to um, get the remote control or break the window so that the TV sat it, because that was insane. I was like, how did you figure that out? (laughs) You know, it's one of those things, see if you're stuck at it, you just put it off and go back to it in a couple of days with a, a fresh mind and it's amazing sometimes what comes to you. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think I think eventually what was it you had to chuck a brick to break the window, as you say, and then Yeah. And then you had to um get the remote control and switch the television on and then it distracted the zombies. Yeah, yeah, that's what you had to do. Yeah. And it was <laughs> so cool. Yeah. So all those people that say it's an interactive game to a certain extent, you may be right, but there is still puzzle, really hard puzzles in it. Yeah, um, the Wolf Among Us doesn't have that many puzzles. It, it is more of a, it's more of a um, kind of a detective, like solving what's going on game. Yeah. I like that detective theme as well. I like things to to do with. I like playing games where where you're a cop. I, I always used to say that. I wish the graphics auto would bring out like a downloadable content where the roles reversed and you have to be a cop or something like that. I think that would be pretty cool. Right. Yeah. Have you played um, Murdered Soul Suspect? Uh, no. Is that on PC as well? Because that's a really good game. Yeah. And you get to play as a cop, but you die within the first, like, five minutes of the game. Oh, nice. And through that time, through the entire game, you're trying to figure out who killed you and why, because this is a murderer you've been chasing for a while on a case. Right. And so you get to speak with, like, the other spirits. You have to hide from demons, but you also have to piece together the clues to move on and just kind of figure out who exactly is the bell killer. And why are they doing what they do? And it was a really interesting game. And um, if you like playing as the cop and things like yeah. that, and like the murder mystery, yeah. I think you'd like that one as well. Yeah, that's pretty cool. What's it called again? Murdered Soul Suspect. Right. I'm going to look that one up for sure. Because uh, Ellie, uh, Rockstar, who makes the Grand Theft Auto, they did bring out a game, obviously, where you play the cop. Uh, Alien Wire, Noir, how do you say that word? Alien Wire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have seen that one. Um, Alien Noir, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and 
it's it's brilliant. But the, the thing that I really wondered what what you doing about that game was there was no online mode. Oh dear. Yeah, for for a for a modern game these days to come out with no online mode is like um, it's criminal. <laughs> <laughs> no online. What? Oh my gosh. Ah. Uh, Chris is saying Murdered Souls Suspect is available on the PlayStation 4. Good, because I need to get more PlayStation 4 games. Um, oh yeah, it, yeah, it should be available for that, yeah. I think I've got uh, I've got my PS4 in December when it came out, and I've only got one physical game. Which oh my is, gosh. Which is Watch Dogs. I've got a few of the downloadable ones, obviously through the PSN, but I've only got one physical game for it. <laughs> Bit of a waste of um, £400 or whatever it was to buy it. Oh dear. Yeah. Well, I looked at it as a as a long term investment. Right, right. Yeah. Anyway, I think we've had your eight games already. Yes. Eight uh, awesome choices, I must say, and I've been fascinated by some of the storylines story behind some of them. <laughs> uh, and I'll definitely check some of them out, even if it is just on YouTube. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's that's what I did with most of them. And even yeah. still, they're, they still have that, that amazing story quality. Yeah. Okay, so the, the other thing is you get to pick a book and uh, what should I am. So shall we start with the book? Do you have one in mind? All right. The book is between two for me. I can't uh, – I'm an avid reader, and so it's really difficult for me to pick two. So just pick one. So yeah, I have <laughs> – between two here. It's either How Not to Die by Dr. Jan Garavaglia because I love her. She's a she does autopsies and she has some, like some amazing stories of just how she pieced together how these people died. And so that was a really awesome book. I've read it like three times. Two. That or The Vampire Armand by Anne Rice from The Vampire Chronicles. I love that book. It's my favorite. <laughs> Oh, I can see you've got a dilemma here. <laughs> now you've read you've read How Not to Die <laughs> three times, and how many times have you read the other book? Um, I've only read The Vampire Armand once, but I really want to read it again. Ah, <laughs> uh, so you might be leaning towards that one then, if you want to read that one again. Yeah, I might read that one again, but if I'm then again, if I'm trying to survive on an island, I, I might read How Not to Die. That's a good point, yeah. How not to die on an island. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Ah. So, is there any particular stories from that How Not to Die that that sticks out in your mind? Um, there was... There are so many, gosh. There were several that she was trying to figure out like if they were suicides or not and, and then it turned out that it was just their bodies you know their bodies just gave out and it, she does go into some pretty gruesome detail I mean it's, it's autopsies but it it was they're all really good I, there's not really one that stands out there's just like there was one girl who they thought she drowned in and said it was a bacterial infection and there was one woman they thought froze to death and instead she slipped on her concrete that was ice and hit her head and then froze and so there was this this is not a true a true account is it it is oh it is 
Oh, right. Yeah, it's a true account, but like they change the names and stuff, and some of the details, but it's not actually, you know. And she has permission from the people to actually write these stories. Okay. And so it's like she uses these stories to tell you if you want to prevent this, this is how you should keep track of your health. This is how you should do this, you know. And so it is an informative book as you go along on, you know, if maybe you want to lose weight or stuff like that. You know, she tells you healthy ways to do it instead of, you know, like the really stupid ways. Cool. So, yes, I, I take it it's not good um, accompanying pictures in it. No, no pictures. I was going to say, I'm not really got a good stomach for um, things like that, <laughs> but I think I could just handle it, handle it if it's just words. Um, yeah, it, it's just words. I mean, she does have a TV show, which I adore watching, right. which I wouldn't recommend if you don't have a firm stomach. Um, no, I don't. But, <laughs> but the book itself is really good. And, yeah. You know, I, I usually tend to read either in, informative books or scary books. It's either way. Yeah. I read one, um, a series of books uh, recently, Um it's on. It's not on Kindle. Well, it probably is on Kindle, but it's on like um, the iPad version of Kindle. You know, the bookstore, and uh, it's quite gruesome. It's also not going to be as gruesome as a um, autopsy, but it's some of the ways that he kills people. Basically, it's about a serial killer, and uh, but some some of the um, gruesome ways he kills people. <laughs> it's quite graphic. <laughs> and it's called um, called the Facebook Killer. Oh really? It's I, I recommend it. It's uh, three parts, and uh, the first part it describes how that it's just a normal kind of middle-aged man. He works in a bank. He's got a wife and a daughter, and uh, I think it's uh, well he was at work in the bank. His eighteen, uh, his daughter was having an eighteen fifty party. Um, he's been a typical guy, not been home in time and all that. So she's having a party. The mum's in the house. And uh, some Asian guy, it's not racist, <laughs> uh, this kind of Asian guy come, kind of get crashes the party and rapes the daughter. Oh my gosh. Uh, I know, uh, then burns the house down and basically kills the mother and the daughter. So oh my gosh. It goes, so then it goes to the court and the guy gets off with it with some technicality. So the guy, um, obviously, he's been compensated for it all, so... And, but he's not happy that he's not got justice, so he goes about um, finding this guy on Facebook and going about um, killing all his uh, Facebook friends <laughs> before finally setting his sights on him. Oh my gosh! And uh, um, at the very end of the third book, um, he's basically he's captured all the people that were on the jury on this um, court, and he's. He's kidnapped them all and um, done horrible things to them, and he's got them to. Um, he's got the guy tied up as well, and he's got them to give a, a guilty verdict for them. So. It's, oh my gosh. Yeah, it's pretty pretty um, gruesome, and uh, it's but it's good to um, it's it's amazing the, the way it explains how naive people can be on Facebook about putting details about themselves on Facebook. It makes you think. You know, be careful what information you see on Facebook. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I have all my 
set and set up to any private enemies. Not that, not that there's any nutters out there that are planning to do things like this, obviously, but it just goes to show you. <laughs> right. There could be some crazy people out there. Right. Anyway, that's a book I would highly, highly recommend if you're looking for new books to read. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'll certainly check that out. Even though I've just basically given the, given the plot away, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think you've been such a good guest that I'll give you both the books. Yay! Yeah. Yeah, I think we can bend the rules a little bit. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, um, I watched the item. Now, before you tell me what it is, um, my bad, I should have told you that there's certain rules on this. Um, it, it can't be another human being. Alright. can't be a means of communication. And All right. it can't be a means of escape. Huh. Uh, <laughs> did, did your choice, did your choice um, have these friends involved? It did, but I could easily change it. What was it? Tell me what it was, anyway. Well, it would have been, of course, my boyfriend. And I know it's ah. cliche, but it's not just because, oh, he's my significant other. It's because he takes care of me while I'm sick, ah. and I get sick a lot because of my health. Yeah. So. They're not really my rules. I'm just following the format of the Desert Island Discs. And the, I understand. The I have an occasion to like, um, see people, somebody, I think, I think it was Borhan, actually, that picked... Uh, picked a laptop or, or an iPad or something like that. I said, I'll let you have an iPad or whatever it was, a laptop, but you can't have you can't have it connected to the internet. Right. Yeah. So if you if you were going to see a laptop or something like that, I could have bent the rules, but I can't really bend the rules with humans. I understand. <laughs> if I had to pick again, I would say an iPod for music that ran on solar power so that I would the battery would never run out. Brilliant. And, and I would always have music. I will give you the the biggest capacity iPad that I can find so you've got an endless amount of songs. Yes. Shuffle if you like. Yes, I need my music. I'm the same. So what kind of music are you into? Um, I'm into a little bit of everything except country, which ironically I live in the country and I don't like country music. Maybe that's maybe you're just too close to it. Yeah, yeah. there's a, I like well okay I like like Taylor Swift and stuff like that, but I don't like this honky tonk music. I can't take it. Oh God, no! Don't break my heard, heart, my achy breaky heart. Uh, I like how you know that one. <laughs> that's my favorite song of all time. No, it's not really. <laughs> I can't stand it. I'm like, if I hear a banjo, I'm running. <laughs> you can't take uh, it. Banjos, banjos in, can be good, not in that genre of music, but for example, um, Bolly Cornley, you, you, you must have heard. Right. Yeah. He, before he was like a famous movie star and all the rest of it, he used to be a folk singer. Um, that's how he started off his career, was a folk singer, uh, playing the banjo. But eventually... He wasn't getting an audience for it, so he started telling jokes. Um, and then he became known as a comedian. But he did a lot of um, funny songs and things like with his banjo. So a, oh, ban- okay. a banjo used for that purpose, I think, is okay. Yeah, so that would be fine. But my my main music taste, I like um, I like anything from like rock to pop to hip hop to anything really. I I like. 
um, Lindsey Sterling, the the dubstep violinist. I actually just went to see her in concert like two weeks back, and it was fantastic. Cool. Do you and like Do you like to go to a lot of gigs? I do. Yeah. I if I have the chance, I do. Um, I've only went to three so far, but I I enjoy them. It's so much fun. Cool. So who who have you seen? I went to see Lindsay Sterling um, like two weeks ago, and then a few years ago I went to see Alice Santa and Escape the Fate up in uh, up in Nashville, and then I went to see um, my very first concert was Papa Roach and Hinder, and that was not too cool. far from where I live, so I had a blast. It was so much fun. Yes, um, I would say outside of um, gaming and YouTube and things like that, um, music and going to gigs is probably my biggest hobby. So I've been to numerous, numerous gigs. Uh, try, try to go to at least three or four a year. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And the next one I'm going to see, I, I should try and get one before this, but the next one I'm going to see is not until December. I'm going to see Slash from Guns N' Roses. You know the guitarist from Guns N' Roses? Oh, awesome. Yeah, you know the guy with the kind of top hat and all that? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Slash, um, later in the year. Awesome. Uh, yeah, it's so awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Ah, yes, that's what I was going to say. I actually had a hip-hop star on the show uh, Desert Island Games, uh, episode 25. Believe it or not, um, but it's he's only kind of local uh, in Britain, so I don't think they would have made it over to America, but uh, in a hip-hop band called uh, Golden Looking Chain, he uh, had him as a guest. Are you still there? Well, I think we've lost Jamie, have we? No. Oh, oh, oh. No, he's... Hello? Are you there? Hello? Yeah, I had to get freaked out for a minute. All right, okay. Um, I don't know if you if you heard what I, the last one I said then. Um, I heard you talking about Splash. Yeah, no, it was great to say... Um, uh, I had a I had a hip hop star on show twenty five on Desert Island Games. Um Golden Lake and Chain is a British um comedy hip hop band. Uh, That's uh, cool. <laughs> it's like I just uh chanced my luck and I asked the guy if he because I knew I know he, he references um pop culture and racial games and his lyrics and the songs and I just thought I would send him a little message to see if he wanted to come on and he came on. <laughs> It was a bit mad. Are you there? Yeah, can you, can you hear me? Are you there? Yes, I'm here. I'm not sure what's happening, but I think it's freaking out. Right. Testing, can you hear me? Ooh. I don't think Jamie can hear me, ladies and gentlemen. The wonders of um, live broadcasting. Thankfully, we do lose our... Um, which we don't want to, but thankfully we do. We have at least got through all the choices, so there's that. And hello, Jamie. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I 
I could hear you loud and clear, but I, I, I could hear you saying, are you there? Are you there? I'm like, yes, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, your side keeps cutting out. I, I can't, I couldn't hear you. <laughs> oh, dear. I don't know. It, if, obviously... I yeah, I think I think because obviously we're America to Britain, it's it's going to be a bit temperamental, isn't it? So yeah, just a bit. Yeah, the thing is, right, we've we've been through the full eight games and uh, one book and one watch the item anyway. So now that it's going a bit haywire, it might be a good time to maybe wrap it up. If that's okay with yourself. Alright, I understand, yeah. that's fine. Because yeah. um, there's no point in going on if it's just going to cut out. But you have been an absolutely wonderful guest. Right. And uh, plug, plug your YouTube channel again and feel free to... Because I, I was actually going to read out your YouTube address, but I'm looking at it here and it's a whole lot of... I, I thought it was like... Um, Alright, well, you, my... Uh... YouTube.com forward slash user forward slash shimmygi is what I thought it was, but that didn't seem to work, that address. Oh, no. If you search shimmygi in the little sidebar and click users, it should bring me right up. Yeah. There's also folks that are listening, if you want to check. um, If anyone else is interested, I also have a um, cosplay Facebook page called Hazard. And uh, you cut out there, Jamie. Can you repeat that? No. SC. <laughs> for on a Shimeji craft. Right. There, there, there is a link to your YouTube channel uh, on the description for this show. So anybody that wants to check uh, Jamie's YouTube channel out, uh, just go to the link on the description. And this. Oh no! <laughs> Are you there, Jamie? Yes. Yeah. I was just telling people that there there is, there is a link to your YouTube channel in the description. So. All right. Awesome. And also, uh, at some point this week, I'm going to uh, I'm going to convert this show onto YouTube. So then I'll put a link to the channel on there as well. All right. So we'll try and get as many people subscribing to you as we can. Get you, get you up and running. All right, awesome. Because yeah. I think you're sitting at seven subscribers at the moment. But I've watched a, I've watched a couple of your videos last night and they're absolutely fine. Um, there's no there's no problem with the camera. The camera's fine. I know you were saying yesterday that you didn't you didn't know your camera was working very well or whatever, but it looks fine to me. I was using my webcam. I, I yeah. actually have a camera that'll work, but I had to charge it at that point, and it, yeah. it's, it's fine right now. So hopefully, I can use that to film what's next. Yeah, and you've now got a new subscriber. You see, you're now, you're now up to eight, uh, because uh, Chris, who's known as Nova, <laughs> yeah, who's known as Nova Bug uh, on YouTube, has just subbed as well. So there you go. All right. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> Yeah, Chris is a awesome guy as well. He was he was on the show about eighteen episodes ago. It was his show. <laughs> so um 
he's a uh, his YouTube name is um, Nova Bug, and he's part of uh, Retro on them as well. So. All right. Yeah. Awesome. Um. Yeah. So. Go check all that out. Go, I'll put all the links to your Facebook cosplay and all that on the on the, the YouTube video when it goes up, so that people know to go to it. All right, awesome. Thank you so much, and thank you for having me on here. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you for coming on. It's been great to chat to you, and thank you for being the first female guest. Hey, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, it will open the floodgates for 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 more female guests. Awesome. Yeah, totally. Excellent. So, good luck with your shop uh, for you. your, your charms, and uh, good luck with the YouTube channel and everything else. All right. Well, thank you so much. Okay. So, end the show there. Uh, once I find the end episode button. Okay, folks. That listen. Thank you for listening, and look out for this coming up on YouTube uh, sometime later in the week, no doubt. Okay. So, bye.